This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I am Chris Bentliff, and I have today with me Holly Fardy, Chief Visionary Officer, co-founder, all-around amazing person at Pro CFO Partners. And Holly, we were just talking before we started the podcast about the relationship between marketing pros or the marketing department or the marketing as a concept and uh, the finance function or the CFO or the, I guess, the concept of finances. And there is a common perspective that I've experienced anyway as a pro marketer that there's inevitably friction between especially a sales-minded CEO uh, and marketing or a CFO who's kind of carefully pinching pennies and the marketer is just a cost center. And I thought we could dig into that a little bit. I know you've got some unique perspectives on that. So what are you he- seeing or hearing out there? And and what, I don't know, are there some misconceptions that we need to correct or recalibrate? I think, yes, absolutely. There's misconceptions we need to correct. First of all, thank you for the introduction, Chris. This is as always, I look forward to our conversation and actually prepare for it. Uh, I so, love it. <laughs> uh, uh, so as I was preparing, I thought not only is there a misconception, but there's actually a miseducation, mm-hmm. if you would say, to uh, when we start uh, working and before we get to being CFOs and we're controllers and we're budgeting, we look at that marketing budget and we think, oh, it's a golf outing. Let's cut that. Let's cut out the golf outings. Let's cut out the trade shows because we don't see an immediate result. We just see that as outgoing. And when we're budgeting, unless the CEO is a marketer and a salesperson and the CEO knows the value of that and is driving that, if they're an entrepreneur or a visionary and we say we need to cut that, it really becomes the marketing department has to always claw and carve and beg and plead for every penny. Oh, my word. This is so resonant, Holly. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. And and let me, let me kind of pose this. I see a lot of uh, CEOs that come through the ranks of high-performance sales or of operations. I was the CFO, I was the VP of finance, whatever. And they are uh, extremely good at what they're extremely good at. But they, I think, have been conditioned in their own career to not have that perspective where marketing with a capital M isn't just the golf outing. Or or as I like to kind of say, sales is, is you're an expert in the product, but marketing is you're an expert in the people. And you can't do both uh, or if you don't do both, you're going to be a very lopsided and imbalanced company. Do you find that's true as well, that there's just kind of a, I don't know, a cultural dynamic that needs to be addressed sometimes? Yes, I, I do find that. And I have a very good friend of mine and a peer. We worked a couple of organizations together as chief marketing officer. He was our chief marketing officer. Um and Don Jackson is his name. He's a dear friend. So I'll, I'll name him as I'm speaking about him. But it was very interesting to hear people talk about in the organizations post working with me, he would go in there and there's always sales says, I don't have enough leads. And marketing says, you're not converting the leads I give you. 
So it's not just CFO, CMO. It is, there is a riff between even them understanding each other's roles there. And, and that's where that miseducation part comes in. And that's where I actually, as I was preparing, thought there is a real simple solution to that, which it happens to be. We have it in our revenue model at ProCFO Partners. But it is looking at your revenue model or your business plan. To me, the sales are your customer segments and the marketing is your customer channels. And the CFO needs to understand the metrics around both of those. And the minute we understand we cannot get to this customer segment that gives us the bulk of our gross margin or contribution to overhead, unless we spend money in this marketing channel, it's solved. So we, when we say we need to spend money in this marketing channel, because this marketing channel is providing us with the clients and the opportunities in this customer segment, which is valuable to us, it just drives our revenue, you know, then you have the war. Why do you need the money? What will I get for my money? You know, you're sending me the wrong leads. The quality of the leads aren't good because no one told they're giving them leads in a different channel, maybe, or a different customer segment. And the salespeople have a different agenda. They've been told sell widgets. You know, the CEO, the CFO has told the marketing people sell glasses because I make more money there. Marketing is giving leads for glasses. Salespeople are saying they're not buying my widgets. This is a great way of sort of categorizing this epidemic issue. And and I, I want to take it a step further. I think it used to be there was a, you could argue that the insulation between sort of sales and marketing made some level of sense because they were different skill sets, but there is no marketing, but digital marketing. Even if you're, you know, out there doing radio ads, you're trying to get people to investigate more and that's going to send them to your website and sales pros, executives. Every time you are on LinkedIn, you are doing some sort of marketing. And the idea that these things are separate is as outdated and is um, no longer relevant. If you don't understand marketing, uh, you are flat-footed. And as marketers, if you don't understand, you don't need to be expert sales and operations so that you understand some sense of what they're going through or what they're thinking or how you can be in the conversation with them, then you are flat-footed. Do you find that imbalance is one of, um, first, do you agree with that imbalance? And do you find, where's the responsibility for that? How do we fix that? How do we correct that? I believe the yes, I do find that there's an imbalance. Uh, we talked about it in one of our conversations called silo leadership, right? It's we're our experts in our own channel, and we go and based on an agenda that may be aligned or misaligned or perceived or misperceived, we're going to go after what we want because we're all high achievers, right? Mm. So, but sales is going after what they want. Marketing is going after what they want. And we're not looking at the organization as a whole. Like what is best for the organization? What is the organization's this year's vision and strategy? And that conversation and that bridge to that communication and a continuous communication is critical. Now, of course, as CFOs, we want to put the KPIs and metrics around it to inform the conversation. But as CFOs, we don't have any agenda around sales or marketing. It comes from a place of providing them with the OKRs or the KPIs or whatever you want to call it, the financial metrics and information that 
helps them communicate with each other. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com It's a great reminder about uh, this KPIs issue. I think that there's a lot of, especially small and mid-market companies, at least many that I've worked with, that the idea of putting indicators around marketing is new to them. Um, marketing is busy work. Marketing is creating some cute social media graphic and putting it on Twitter or, or it is, um, the golf outing, you know, and, and those things are activities inside yes. of marketing, but they are not, they do not drive marketing. And I think there's confusion about that. Uh, it's it's very very true. If you if you talk about it, and let's let's put some metrics around them. Let's put some metrics because you say all marketing is digital marketing, and put some metrics around pay per click, for example. So that's really easy to measure. You spend so many dollars, you're going to get so many views, so many will convert, and you'll have an opportunity. No one says all those dollars spent. That opportunity is cold. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do opportunity ranking, they don't know you. They don't trust you. You hope that their um, that your website is communicating a sense of who you are and providing them with enough information. As we know, decisions are made before they even have a conversation. Okay. Now let's take it to that golf outing. Not only are you now speaking with the decision maker, they know you, they trust you. And they can refer you to the person in the company that needs to pull the information. So suddenly as a CFO, when someone says, I want to have a golf outing, and because we're having that conversation, who are you outing with? And what do you hope to get out of it other than relationship building? They say, actually, this person, da-da-da, that becomes marketing spend to me. That's an easy underwriting because not only have I jumped a few steps in my sales cycle, I'm speaking with the decision maker and a warm lead. So now let's talk about putting KPIs around lead ranking. Mm. And now we can spend money on allocating to those channels because our conversion is higher. That's metrics. Let me ask you about the uh, inevitable sort of gray area that comes with creative space. And this is interesting, especially as you're mindful of KPIs and as you're driven to invest in things that you can understand. What's your perspective or what's your uh, position on the intangibles? So um, sometimes I'll have, I'll have organizations say, well, do we really need an X, uh, a podcast like, like you and I are doing or, or whatever? And I will say, well, if you don't do it, then you are just handing the conversation over to your competitors or to others. And you are just choosing to not be in the conversation, never mind lead the conversation. You're just going to sit this one out. Which means when people are investigating or at the golf outing or whatever, you won't be the person that they can say, oh, I saw your LinkedIn update, or I just listened to your, or I read your, or I watched your, you're just going to sit that out. 
that can be harder to measure. You can put a watch on it and, you know, you can put how many views or engagements, but the general idea of being present in the marketing space, uh, in your vertical, in your industry, in your business, what's your position on that when we can't measure it as easily? I think it's a really good point, Chris, because it actually is personal to pro CFO partners as well. You and I, let's make you and I a CFO and our marketer, CMO for pro CFO partners. That'll be easy. Here we go. That'll be easy, right? Because I don't want content for the sake of content or content for the sake of visibility. So if I was speaking to you as my CFO and you would say you need to be there for visibility, I would say, yeah, thank you. I want something else that gives me better results. So because I visibility is intangible, but it's not just visibility. When you create contents with our CFO, it's validation. We no longer give references because potential customers can meet the CFO. They can, we just, they can go and follow one of their top passionate topics that where they're expert at and understand their thinking. So it's actually a validation. The lead just got better or the, you know, the connection got better. That trust was built via digital marketing. Interesting. So you're handing them a a video of the podcast or the podcast. You're saying, here's the person investigate. And now they've got a library of, as you say, they can meet their, their pro before they even meet their pro. Yes. Yes. So they get a sense of the person they're working with when we need to, or somebody is asking us, do you know about this? And we say, yes, as a matter of fact, we do. And you don't even need to engage with us. Here's the expert telling you about it. So we are able to contribute to the market right there. So look at what just happened. We actually quantified visibility. We actually made it tangible. So it's not intangible. It's that going back to miseducation and our understanding that being present and being visible is actually a time. If we use it a certain way, it's actually a tool and it's tangible. And in marketing, they are using it. It was just never communicated to sales or the CFO. It's you were using when you go to a trade show, that list of the contacts in the olden days to then send them the digital marketing or the newsletters to be in front of their face or your top of mind. We didn't know that. We would just know $400 for a dinner at a trade show that we paid $5,000 to attend. You know, what did we get for it? Well, you got 250 names. Of those 250 names, 100 of them opted into your newsletter. And of those, 15 of them are interacting with you and sharing them. And two of them gave you opportunities. That is how it works. That's how it works. And that's the part now we can actually say, what's the lifetime value of that client? Wow, that was a great $5,000 spent. Hale Fardi is is just surfing on my wavelength today. And I'm so... (laughs) I'm so grateful for this conversation. Uh, thank you for your expertise. And especially, uh, you know, our audience here is made up of the decision makers and the executives. And I'm so excited for them to sort of adopt uh, an additional perspective, uh, especially if they're coming from a place where they haven't understood or they haven't engaged or they've been skeptical. It's right to be skeptical. You're pointing out we need to put some numbers around that skepticism, but also we need to open our minds to a different way sometimes of thinking about those things. And I think marketers have responsibility to make that happen and decision makers have responsibility to make that happen. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And I, and I want to add another thing. Many of our clients or smaller companies don't have a director of sales or a director of marketing. Yeah. That 
battle. And I was joking with you before that Capulets and Montagues or Hatfields and McCoys, that battle actually happens inside the CEO. How much should I spend on marketing? How much should I spend on sales? They actually have that internal battle. Right. And the tool for that is, again, look at your customer segments, look at where you're getting your sales from, and look at the channels to those customers and spend the money in the channel that gives you the biggest bang for the buck. And that internal struggle will suddenly become an easy one. Of course, I'm going to spend money on that region launch. Thank you for ending with some specific, actionable, tactical, practical advice. Do this thing and see what happens. And obviously, if you're bumping into walls with this, reach out. We can talk about it. We can help clarify some thinking on this kind of thing. Yes. Thank you, Hale. It's been great to be with you. I'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.